Thanks for tuning in to the teaching ministry of Mike Hilson, Senior Pastor of New Life Wesleyan Church of Plata, Maryland, a church that plants churches, and of Where You Are Church, an online church helping people reconnect with God through practical content and a growing community. We're glad you're taking the time to listen to this week's message. We hope that this teaching helps you love God and love people better every day. If you enjoy what you hear today, consider sharing it with someone else. Now enjoy today's teaching. Now, as we continue our series on how to fight, today we move into a, a different type of battle, a different kind of fight. Um, in, 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 in 1 Kings chapter 18, we, we, we get an account from the life of the prophet Elijah. Now, Elijah lives in a time that is not unlike the time we live in right now, and I, I'll, explain, I'll explain how. Elijah is preaching the word of God, is, is speaking what God tells him to into the nation of Israel. They are Israelites. They are Judah. They are Hebrews, right? They are following the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's what that means to be a Jew, an Israelite. Uh, but in this moment, they have a king, Ahab, who has married a non-Israelite, Jezebel, and Ahab and Jezebel are implementing worship of gods outside of the Hebrew religion. In other words, you're not supposed to have any god before the God of heaven. That's the first commandment and the Ten Commandments, very clear. And yet they have other gods that are being worshipped above and beyond the God of heaven. In fact, what we're going to find out in the story is that there are like 600 prophets of, uh, of, of Baal and of Asherah. There are like 600 other prophets. And the only prophet for God that shows up in the moment is Elijah. So Elijah lives in a culture that is known as Hebrew, known as following the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but is not actually in practice doing that. And in fact, is actually in practice hostile toward the following of the God of the Old Testament. And so, so they're, they're, they're by calling themselves Israelites, children of Israel, they're saying they're Hebrew, they follow this God, but they're actually in practice hostile to anyone that would follow that God. Now listen, we live in a nation today that is called a Christian nation. I don't think it's ever been that. I'll be very honest with you. I don't think we've ever officially been a Christian nation. Uh, but at the same time, we are considered that. And yet we live in a culture that is often hostile toward the practice of biblical Christianity. We live in a time that's like Elijah's. And there can be a, it's very easy for us to get to a place where we feel like everyone and everything is against us. We feel like the government's against us and we feel like society's against us. We feel like our friends are against us. Sometimes our family's against us because every nobody wants us to teach this Old Testament God of ours or even the New Testament God. Nobody wants us to talk about sin. Nobody wants us to talk about redemption. Nobody wants us to talk about the blood of Jesus. Nobody wants us to talk about these things. They just want us to just, just, just act like everybody else. Just, just, just worship, worship uh, entertainment and worship relaxation and worship. Mm, you're, you're following what I'm saying, right? So the truth is, we live in a time that is similar. How do you fight for God in that kind of a context? Well, I want to take you through chapter 18, and I, I want to show us this. So chapter 18, uh, and I'm going to start with verse 16. Uh, so Obadiah, he's another prophet, went to meet Ahab and told him, 
and told him what Elijah had said because Elijah wants to meet with Ahab. But Ahab's upset with Elijah because Elijah, God told Elijah to go to Ahab and say, because you're following these other gods, I'm going to withhold the rain. There's now been this long, lengthy, devastating drought in Israel. Ahab blames Elijah for that. But Elijah, clearly God told him to do that because of what Ahab and Jezebel have done. So he tells Obadiah, go tell Ahab, I want to meet with him. Obadiah assumes Ahab is going to kill him. He's upset with Elijah for even asking. So finally he says, okay, I'll do it. So Obadiah went to meet with Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet with Elijah. When Ahab saw Elijah, he said to them, him, is that you, troubler of Israel? And Elijah answers and says, I have not made trouble for Israel, but you and your father's family have. You've abandoned the Lord's commands and have followed the Baals. First point, when it seems like everybody's against you, first point, just process it in your mind. People will talk trash. You know, if I if I want to use if I want to use some different vernacular, I might say haters gonna be haters, but that's they're just gonna talk trash. They're gonna blame you for stuff that's not your fault. In fact, can I be honest? They're gonna blame you for stuff that's their fault. Ahab is blaming Elijah for something that is Ahab's fault. Ahab brought this on. Elijah told Ahab, if you don't change, here's what God's going to do. Ahab did not change. Here's what God did. Now, Ahab is blaming Elijah for what Ahab did, and that's what will happen. People are going to talk trash about you. It's just going to happen. You don't need to let the trash talk get to you. Why? We say, well, how do I avoid that? you got to remember who you are and who you represent. Elijah doesn't say, no, it's not my father. He doesn't go anywhere else other than to say, I didn't make trouble for Israel. You did. I told you what God was going to do if you followed this path. You followed the path and you've abandoned God's command and have followed the Baals. This is on you. I serve the God who warned you ahead of time. So he remembers who he is and who he represents. I want you, I want you to hear me. We are the people of God. We are children of God. And we represent the God who is the creator of everything. We don't have to be a jerk when we do that. But we also don't have to be walked all over when we do that. Because the truth is our God is in charge. And our God is real. And our God is loving. And look, God even wants to save Ahab and Jezebel if they let him. But they won't let him. So you got to understand, just settle in your mind. People will talk trash. He says, now... Now I'm in verse 19, chapter 18, verse 19. Now summon the people from all over Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel and bring the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table. They're eating in the king's house. So they have the endorsement of the king and the queen. So Ahab sent word throughout all Israel and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Elijah went before the people and said, how long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people said nothing. Understand this. Get it in your mind. People will talk trash. Okay, just remember who you are and remember who you serve. But secondly, remember this. People will reject your God. It's going to happen. They're going to reject God. I understand that what you want to do is you want to scream at them. You want to, you want to I don't know, we want to do everything the way the world does it. But I'm telling you, here's what you need to do. Rather than having an argument, rather than screaming at folks, rather than telling them how they're wrong and they're going to hell, and all, rather than all that, challenge their thinking. I love the way Elijah says this. How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, 
follow him. Let's test this thing, he's saying. Weigh it out. Challenge their thinking. You know why they didn't say anything? Because they were waiting for him to say something that was that was insulting to Baal, and then they were just going to come back. And that's the way that conversation, that's the way that conversation goes in modern times. But instead he says, okay, fine. If your idea is right, let's prove it. If my idea is right, let's prove it. And the the idea we prove to be right, let's follow that one. He challenges their thinking. And then you get down to verse 23. And Elijah lays out how this is going to happen. You get two bulls for us. Let Baal's prophets choose one for themselves and let them cut it into pieces and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. I'll prepare the other one and put it on the wood and not set fire to it. Then you call on the name of your God. You go first and I'll call on the name of the Lord and the God who answers by fire. That's God. Then all the people said what you say is good. Now he's got a response from him because he's actually laid out a plan. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to set up two altars. They're going to be identical, okay? But nobody's going to set a fire to them. Then I'm going to let y'all go first. Y'all pray to your God and have your God. If your God sends down fire from heaven, then your God's real. And then I'm going to set up mine and I'll pray to my God. But if my God is the one that sends down fire, then my God's real. And whatever happens at the end, that's the God we'll follow. And so that's the plan. Watch. People, people talk trash. Remember who you are and who you represent. People will reject your God, just challenge their thinking, and then people will respond. Listen to me. Everybody hear me. People will respond to courage. They will respond to courage. They won't respond to courage by supporting you. They'll respond to courage by allowing you to step up and then seeing how it turns out. That's what's going on here. So you're not only challenging their thinking, now you're going to challenge their practice. Does what you are doing actually work? Let's test it. Let's put it to the test. Let's look at it. How does this work? God said that we should have family this way. You say we should have family this way. Let's study it. Let's test it. And let's see how it works out. What we know is that when you have a full, uh, when you have a, 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 a biblically structured family, we know that those families are healthier. We know that the children perform better in school. We know that there's more wealth involved. We know those things are true when you have a biblically intact family. We already know those. We could test those. You see what I'm saying? Test them and see how they come out. Challenge their practice. You're still not challenging the person. Understand that. He never once challenges the individuals. He's challenging their thinking and he's challenging their practice. We can do that in today's world. It says in it says starting with chapter 18, we started verse 30. Then Elijah said to all the people, come here to me. Now, he did this because all day long, the prophets of Baal and Asherah have been, have been shouting and dancing and screaming and cutting themselves and crying and bleeding, and no fire has fallen from heaven. There's been no response from their God. And the truth is, he's testing it, and they're showing it's being ob- becoming obvious that their God is not the right God and is not going to be able to respond. So Elijah says, come to me, he says, and they came to him. He repaired the altar of the Lord, which had been torn down. Elijah took 12 stones, one for each of the, of the tribes descended from Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, your name shall be Israel. With the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord, uh, of the Lord, and he dug a trench around it, large enough to hold two sheaths of seed. It's a big trench. He arranged the wood out, uh, cut the bull into pieces, and laid it on the wood. Then he said to them, fill, your, fill four large jars with water and pour it, uh, pour it on the offering and the wood. Do it again, he said. And they did it again. Do it a third time, he, he, he ordered, and they did it a third time. The water ran down around the altar and even filled the trench. 
At the time of the sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed. Watch his prayer. Remember, they've been screaming and dancing and cutting themselves all day long. Here's what Elijah does. Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, Lord. Answer me so these people will know that you, Lord, are God and that you are turning their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the soil, and also licked up the water in the trench. Watch. I'm going to give you all this. People will talk trash. Just remember who you are and who you represent. People are going to reject your God. Just challenge their thinking. People will respond to your courage. Challenge their practice. But now, leave the drama to God. Remember, they're out there with all this drama going on. They're, they got all this going on. All this drama is going on. Elijah had nothing to do with any of that. He just said, you know what? Make sure the wood's wet so nobody can say that there's anything anything that I, that I pulled a trick here. Make sure everything is clear this, God. Now, let me pray a simple prayer. And God responded to that simple prayer. Leave the drama to God because he will come through. Listen, all the drama he needed was not his own. All the drama he needed was fire from heaven. Y'all, that's dramatic enough. I think sometimes we get all dramatic. And we get all up in our feelings and up in our emotions and we, we start screaming and we start falling into this trap that our society is in that says the loudest one must be the right one. Well, loudest doesn't make rightest. Right makes right. And if you just pray a simple prayer to God, leave the drama behind. God will come through. In, in, verse 18, in chapter 18, verse 40, it says, now, everybody stay with me. Ancient context. Then Elijah commanded them, seize the prophets of Baal. Don't let anyone get away. They seized them, and Elijah had them brought down to the Kishon Valley and slaughtered there. Watch, watch. The next step, when God comes through like this, you got a clean house. Now, let's think into, in, internally. Let's don't think uh, it, it's true. Elijah slaughtered them. He had them all killed. Okay, that's that's true story. Ancient world, that's the way it worked, all right? So... Don't judge an ancient world by your modern norms. But if I go internal with you and I say that you you go through all of this, you know, I, I'm remembering who I am and who I represent so that I, when people talk trash, it doesn't upset me. I'm challenging their thinking because I understand they're going to reject God. I'm challenging their, their, their practice because I need to show courage. God came through, but not from my drama. God came through because he's God. Now I need to clean house. I need not to leave any room inside of my life or the life of anyone around me for wrong thinking. I got a clean house. All those ideas and all those truths I started to hang on to earlier, I got to let those go because now God's done a new thing. And then it says, and Elijah said to Ahab, I'm in verse 41, go eat and drink for there's the sound of a heavy rain. Remember, remember, there's been a drought, a long, long, long drought. And now Elijah, after cleansing, watch, after cleansing everything that was wrong, Elijah looks at Ahab and said, there's the sound of a heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel and bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. Go back toward the sea, told his servant, and he went and looked. There's nothing there. He said seven times, Elijah said, go back, 
The seventh time the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds, a wind rose, and the heavy rain started falling, and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came on Elijah, and tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran in front of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. Wait for God's blessing. You know, I need you to understand. It seems like everybody's against you, and it seems like there's no way you're ever going to win. But you got to hear me. The rains will come. God will send a refreshment, a refreshing of everything around us. God will send it one day. We just have to trust him to do that. We can't get this done on our own. But if we'll trust God, remember who we serve, remember who we are and who we serve. Challenge their practice, challenge their thinking. Let him come through. Don't leave room for wrong thinking. And God will send a refreshing rain on us, and we will see him overcome. Pray with me. Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you would give us courage. Lord, people are talking trash about us all the time. Don't let us be put, put out with that. Don't let us be changed by that. Father God, I pray that you would let us remember who you are and the fact that we are your children and we serve you. I pray that you would give us the courage to challenge their thinking, the courage to challenge their practice. Lord, let us get our drama out of the way and just let you show up. And Lord, when you do, we'll do the work of cleaning house and wait on you to send the rains of blessing that will bless not just us, but everyone around us. Thank you, God. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for joining us. We hope that this resource helped you in your journey towards loving God and loving people better every day. If you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends. Lastly, we just wanted to give a special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that this is possible. If you'd like to learn more about how to partner with us financially, please click the give for more information. We appreciate anything you can do to help. Thanks for being a member of our online family. We love serving Jesus with you.